0: Definitely through meditation and a lot of inner work and self love, I'm realizing that like I want to be my own best friend. Like I don't really want to be my biggest critic. I want to be my own best friend, encouraging myself, supporting myself, loving myself through everything. And um, some of it can just be like reminding yourself just of how amazing you are, which whatever that is to you, however that looks like to you. So yeah and and going back to you know talking about our purpose too i think it's like just the fact that we're alive is
1: just so amazing yeah welcome to the flow lab podcast this is a place where i interview people to help us stay inspired to connect deeper to our purpose so that we can transform the world i'm going to be asking some hard questions and we'll be learning from the deeper parts of people's stories. This is a place for people who want to grow to their fullest potential and who want to improve themselves constantly. We're going to help each other find our flow so that we can inspire others. So let's get started. So why am I starting this podcast? I'm starting this podcast because I believe that our greatest power lies when we are connected to our purpose. The purpose of this podcast is to help you heal yourself and connect to your power within. It's so easy to feel lost in a world of abundance that is run by systems and rules that we don't necessarily understand. So I will be interviewing artists, leaders, entrepreneurs, people who have a passion and who have found their purpose. And I will be asking them how they have found their flow. And through that, hopefully, we can also connect to our purpose and find the things that put us in flow. So why is it called the Flow Lab? Because our purpose lies in the things that help us get into our flow. To help you find flow is to help you find your greater purpose. In this podcast, I will be digging deep into people's stories to help you rise above your struggles that you're facing. As someone who is passionate about self-development and personal growth, I am always learning from people around me. What better way to do it than a podcast? I hope you're excited for the journey ahead with me, where we will discover more of ourselves and connect to each other. As we heal ourselves, connect deeper within, we can transform the world. Okay, so today I'm gonna be talking with a friend and her name is Lindsey Tran and she recently started her own podcast called The Inner Leader and she shares a lot of wisdom about her journey about self-discovery and helping us achieve our greater purpose so i'm i was super inspired when i listened to her podcast and it's also part of the inspiration for me starting this podcast as well and we have a lot of similarities in terms of our interests with traveling and meditation and just going deeper within and connecting to ourself so i feel like we're going to have a really great conversation. We're going to talk about a lot of deeper things, and I'm really excited to dive deeper with her. So I'm going to start off by asking her to introduce herself.
0: Okay. Uh, Hi, everyone. My name is Lindsay Tran, and uh, I I usually have no idea what to say during my introduction. (laughs) (laughs) But I guess uh, I love to travel. I love to
1: can you hear? Yeah. Wait, I feel like your voice is a little bit louder, so I'm trying to move the camera. Okay, there we go. No, it's just that I the know. placement really matters, so I think that's good. Yeah. We're Sorry. Good. Yeah, okay. go ahead. Um, yeah,
0: so <laughs> my name is Lindsay, and I'm the host of the InnoLito podcast.
1: Um, I never know. Honestly, I don't don't. <laughs> I know, it's so awkward. I don't know what to say, but that's a really good start. <laughs> Um,
0: i love to travel and i love to read Uh, i love to also meditate and uh, learn more about mindfulness and thank you so much for bringing me on this podcast i'm really excited to uh, have a conversation with you
1: yeah that's awesome actually i i'm so inspired by your posts about like your journey with finding more of who you are and you're so vulnerable online And it just makes me want to be more vulnerable like when I see someone else actually sharing something really deep and like personal because nowadays social media is not like that. People just share their good moments. And when I see someone like just being really vulnerable, I'm like super inspired. So I feel like I'm really curious about how you got to that point where like you're comfortable with sharing so much with you because it's really brave and I really admire that so. Yeah, like, how did you get to that point of being comfortable?
0: Um, Yeah, no, thank you so much for uh, acknowledging that. Um, I honestly was not always this comfortable. I grew up with um, facing a lot of bullying in elementary school and high school, and I was really afraid of um, other people's judgments and criticism overall. Same here. yeah, Yeah. I belonged in a group or with people. um, I I think I was always just really afraid to put myself out there and speaking my truth. Um, I struggled a lot with speaking up for myself growing up because um, I wanted to keep my friends around, I wanted to hang out with them. And so I thought that in order to do that, I would have to, you know, kind of shut myself off and just be happy or be whatever that I thought they wanted me to be. And so I think it just came to a point where um, I was just tired of not fully expressing myself. And I started my podcast in early 2018. Um, I recorded a few episodes, but I never posted it
1: because I so afraid it's actually so scary just to put yourself out there even though it's just a podcast like maybe there's not that many people listening but it's like you're putting yourself out there basically yeah
0: yeah, yeah. totally well, like I recorded a few episodes and I was like yeah this is fun but I don't know about posting them because like how do I sound what did I say what if I yeah. like What's gonna
1: happen? Yeah, we're so self-conscious of our own voice, too. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to hear myself. And I think I struggle so much with that, too. Oh, yeah,
0: totally. I'm like, oh, my gosh, can I even speak
1: English? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: um, so it was, it was really funny. And I, I don't think I posted anything for a year. And I'm just so grateful that my guests were just so patient with my pro- my, my process.
1: Oh, wow. Um, I didn't know that. I thought you were just like posting as you went along because that's kind of I just started like last month and I'm like, I'm just going to post it out there. But it took me like a f- whole week to be like, OK, I'm just going to do it. But like, a lot faster than me. <laughs> yeah, I think it helped for me because I had someone, my friend, she also started a podcast at the same time. So we keep each other accountable with our progress. That's
0: amazing. Yeah, no, it took me one year. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So you're definitely on track.
1: But you still Um, did it, which is incredible because a lot of people still keep it in and they never share it with the world. So yeah, that's really great that you did that.
0: Yeah, and like, yeah, so basically it just got to the point where I was like, I kind of just want to put myself out there. And then it got easier and easier to just share more things and more things and realizing that, you are able to really connect with other people when you get vulnerable. Yeah. Um, not when they're like, hey, look, my life is great when I'm, I'm traveling. It's like, yeah, you know, that gives people a lot of joy, um, knowing that we get to share those memories together online. But when I'm like going out and or speaking out and sharing about things that I'm going through, people really connect with that. And they come out and they share about things that they're going through as well. Yeah. So it does create a deeper sense of connection.
1: That's really powerful. And I think we all long for that deeper connection with people. Um, You talked about how you struggle with bullying in elementary school and high school. How did you heal from that? Because a lot, a large part of my podcast is just talking about our healing journey and how we become more whole. So I'm really curious how you healed from like all of the things that you were dealing with growing up.
0: Uh, yeah, of, of course, it's still a healing journey for sure, and I think a big part of it is learning to forgive them, uh, learning to forgive them, and realizing that um, hurt people, hurt people, and, or at the times, maybe they were kids, and they didn't know better, um, or we were just all kids, that's kind of how I understand it for my story, is that uh, my friends were just kids, and maybe they didn't know much better. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I think a big part of it is learning to forgive them and realizing that I needed to give them the same compassion uh, as well, because they themselves must be in a lot of pain in order to, you know, um, cause pain to other people. And so uh, my grandma always taught me she said i remember calling her up and i said grandma like i have these two friends who really don't like me they're making my life super miserable what do i do
1: mm-hmm.
0: she "Said, it's okay just be happy just love them i'm like how yeah it's so
1: hard when you're like feeling yeah. so hurt
0: yeah and i remember even uh, escalating the situation to like grandma what if they like what, like what if somebody killed my family do i still love them she said yes yes you do I was wow. like, I don't understand this, and this was when I was in high school. So yeah, uh, but I can remember that same wisdom and that same advice in terms of really um, giving somebody that uh, compassion is is a big part of appealing, I think. Wow. and also giving yourself
1: compassion too. That's really cool. Um, so how did you actually do that? Because when you were talking about like you didn't understand how your grandma actually just like say just love them how did you get to that point of like not understanding what she was talking about to being able to have compassion on them
0: i began to realize well i looked into the the people that have hurt me in the past and i kind of um you know just from the conversation conversations that we have had um understanding what they were going through in their family situation their upbringings uh, it shines a lot of lights into why they act the way they do or um, how they feel the way they do and um, also a lot of that too is just me um, going through my own meditation journey um, getting quiet with myself Um, a lot of my meditation helps me heal and a lot of journaling as well and um, also I think the biggest part of that is learning to forgive myself and learning to love myself I think um You know beside forgiving other people and being empathetic um, towards their situation um, the biggest healing truly comes from me giving myself that love that i was seeking for externally
1: that's so true i think we all get to that point where we realize the love actually comes from something inside rather than some external validation or from other people because those things are not um they're not forever like they can give it to you one day and you can not have it the next day and the self-love will always be there if you learn how to develop it so you mentioned meditation and journaling how do those things help you with your self-love yeah
0: sure and then I want to ask you the same question as well in terms of how you practice your self-love um so with journaling uh I mostly kind of use it as a way to get my thoughts out, like lay my thoughts out and my feelings out on the table or onto the pages. Um, And then I would kind of go back and look at them again from a more objective point of view and really assess how I'm doing. Um, Sometimes I just write it for the sake of writing because the writing itself is healing. In terms of meditation, I practice Vipassana and I have gone through a few 10-day um, silent retreats, and I find that those really helped me gain clarity um, and connect to myself deeply. And it's hard to say how exactly those effects become healing. I mean, there are ways of explaining them scientifically, uh, but when you're going through it in your own personal experience, I think for me, it's just my body felt a lot lighter. Uh, My heart felt more full. Mm -hmm. Um, I felt a lot, just like slowly, with you know, uh, small increments of more joy and joy and more peace, Um, and realizing that there's not a lot of things to worry about, and because I was worrying a lot as well, and that was a big part of healing was to realize that life can be very calm and peaceful and people are actually very loving Uh, and love is everywhere so
1: that's so powerful (laughs) like the fact that you realize that through meditation it's incredible because you know people think it's counterintuitive like you just sit there you don't do anything but you realize these really deep truths while you're just not doing anything i think for me also i've recently started practicing meditation in the mornings when i get up i think you do it super early like 8am because like you had a live meditation at 8am this morning but yeah i i realized that what meditation does is it allows me to separate who i think i am and who i actually am because it's like these thoughts in my head they don't have to be who i am but i don't know that they're not me until i create the space so meditation is what creates that space between maybe the voices that i've inherited from the outside world or my parents and it's a very critical voice but i don't have to believe in that voice and that's what meditation does for me so after i get out of the meditation i realize that i can be more aware of my thoughts and then you realize like what you're actually feeling because i realize a lot of times i'm on social media or i'm talking to someone or doing something to distract myself from my real feelings But when you're in meditation, you have nothing else to face. You just have to face your own, like who you are. So then you realize like, oh, this feeling I've been feeling is actually just sadness or it's grief or guilt or whatever feeling it could be. So journaling is also really powerful. And I totally agree with you on that. Um, I guess you said like the writing process itself is really healing. So how did you discover that like just writing is healing in itself
0: i i've always kept a journal since i was a kid like i was probably one of those kids that would write like dear diary like this is what happened today yeah (laughs) so i have my journals um from like 2013 that's like almost seven years ago um i i keep all of my journal collections and I started writing when I was uh, young because I didn't really have anyone to talk to. Okay. My parents were busy. Uh, my parents are immigrant parents uh, coming from Vietnam to Canada. So they were always busy working. Um, at the time, honestly, I was moving to so many different schools. I didn't really feel like I had uh, deep friendships that I could really come out and you know talk about all of these things that I'm, I was dealing with and also at the time as well going through a lot of bullying so the only source that i felt like i could trust was my journals like going back to writing at nighttime or in the morning or just throughout the day when i just really felt like i need to communicate with somebody and that person ended up being myself really needing to communicate with myself and i think through that journey of learning to communicate with myself by journaling. I began to develop this close relationship with myself, learning to speak to myself and learning to just build that relationship through being vulnerable and being honest.
1: That's so cool that you actually do it with yourself, too. So it's not just like something you do for other people, but it's something you do for yourself, like being vulnerable and being open and just writing down all of your thoughts. I think that also really translates to who you are on the external, because you do that so much already, like on your own. <laughs> so that's really cool that you do that. I think sometimes we get overwhelmed because we have so many thoughts, but once you get them out there, you're like, okay, these are my thoughts. And then you can start to look at them and see whether they're true or not. So that's a really good practice. Um,
0: I'm curious, uh, do yeah. you journal as well, and and what is that? Uh, journaling process like
1: for you? I feel like for me, I just try to write as much as I can because as, as well, I have that similarity where I sometimes feel like there's no one who really understands me, who I can really talk to. But if I just journal, no one is really judging what I'm feeling. I can just write it, write out all of my thoughts. And it's a process for me to understand myself, but also to plan for the future because I have like new ideas all the time and I just have to write them down. Otherwise, I'll keep thinking about those ideas because I'm scared that they're gonna go away. So I, it's like my journal is a place for me to talk about what I'm really feeling, but also all of the ideas that I have in my head because it's like, otherwise I can't organize them and I feel like organization is really important for you to stay, um, just like for your mind to be free because then your mind is not tied down to all of those things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, actually, what's really funny that you speak of organization and just laying all the things out onto the journal. Uh, recently in my meditation practice, I tried this visualization where if I find myself thinking about a millions of things, I would say, okay, Lindsay, just everything that's in your head right now, just lay it out on the table yeah. and revisit them later yeah right now just you know focus on your breathing or you know try to observe your thoughts in like a calm and and clear way because sometimes i find myself like juggling a bunch of things in my mind yeah and i'm like okay just lay it all out on this imaginary table and revisit them
1: later (laughs) exactly so the journal the journaling actually pairs along with the meditation because sometimes i'll like Think of something during my meditation and just write it down in my journal and then i can actually go back to my meditation i think it's maybe a thing where i just have too many ideas like too many thoughts so but then i don't know what you think about that because it's kind of interrupting your meditation as lo- if you keep writing new things down while you're meditating like i guess what do you think about that
0: <laughs> i'm definitely guilty of that from time to time too uh, what i do learn is that you're not really supposed to keep track of all your thoughts because you'll find that you have so many thoughts yeah. going through your head. Yeah. Um, so during my like silent retreats, we're not allowed to have journals because literally our job is to just observe the thoughts as they come and go. We're not mm-hmm. supposed to keep track of them, write them down, stuff like that. But obviously at home when we're kind of practicing more casually and we're like, wait, I just have like a- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, wait, I want to do this. Yeah. uh, I do find myself from time to time, like, writing things down too. So, I think it's really your call. If you find yourself doing it like all the time, I would say, okay, maybe take a step back and really assessing which thought or which idea do I really want to record? Or is it just one of the millions of ideas that I come up with during my meditation? And so. It's, it comes back again into that part of mindfulness. is that um, you get to consciously choose what you decide to, you know, whether it be tracking down, keeping the idea, or to, to let them go. I think that's up to our individual conscious choice.
1: Yeah. I'm really interested in the ten day Vipassana retreat because when I was on my backpacking trip I met people who did it all over the world. Apparently you can sign up in like so many different locations in different cities. Where did you do your meditation retreat and how was the change? Like what did you notice afterwards?
0: We should do it together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all
1: right. How many have yeah. you done actually? Um,
0: I have done two sits. And one serve so far. What's a uh, what are they? So, so, a ten day sit is oh, like Oh, it's a, a sit. So uh-huh. it's a sitting, yeah. So you're actually going through the meditation and you're learning, uh, the meditation. Um, serving is once you have done one course, one meditation course of ten days. Uh, they will allow you to come up and serve. And what you do is you, uh, you cook and you clean and you. Provide a clean and safe and healthy space for all of the students that are there. So your day basically consists of you meditating as well, but also volunteering your time um, to doing the cooking and the cleaning and stuff like that. So it's it's quite amazing. Um, so I've done my first vipassana was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when I had my breakup of my five years long relationship. Oh, wow. That's hard. <laughs> um, And the second time I did it in uh, Korea. So yeah, traveling and doing Vipassana. I didn't know you did um,
1: it in Korea because I saw you spent like a whole month or two there. So you actually did a meditation there too. That's so so awesome.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. I did the 10 days uh, service there and I got to learn how to cook Korean food. I learned to speak Korean. I used to love watching Korean drama. Yeah, same
1: here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's it an addiction.
0: Perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, and then the the one that I did right after that was in Thailand, which was my 10-day sit. And um, that was literally summer of 2019, so just like almost a year. Oh, no, like six, six months ago. But um, to answer your question, the, after the first Vipassana um course i i felt this big change and i well, think a lot of people mentioned that yeah um obviously things progress a lot slower my money's just, like running around <laughs> that's Like super cute slower, and your progress become a lot more incremental than exponential oh. uh, but
1: after so it's super- like a big jump at the beginning and then it, it kind of like tapers off
0: mm-hmm. And I think everybody has a different experience, so my experience is uh, not going to be definitive for how your experience will be or Mm -hmm. how someone else who's interested will be. But my yeah, after my first 10 days, because I just uh, learned a new technique with mindfulness and learning how to calm down my nervous system. That's how I saw the biggest change was that actually my body felt so calm.
1: Wow, and that's I so powerful.
0: Speaking, <laughs> yeah, I was speaking a lot more slowly and I just felt so light. And so I kept on with the practice for a year and I saw how my relationships uh, changed with my family, with my wow. friendship. So everything I,
1: changed, yeah, literally I, yeah. every part of your life
0: every part of my life because I think I changed internally so it extended out to my external world and everything changed Um, I was able to have a lot more understanding and compassion for my parents Um, things of course are not perfect but um, I was able to just really live my life in a much happier more joyful and peaceful way and so when I did it the second and third time in Korea and Thailand, um, it just allowed me to get deeper and deeper within wow. myself. And what was really interesting was that um, my time in Thailand, I I came to the realization that um, a lot of my desires previously mm-hmm. uh, was stemming a lot from my ego. And it was really hard to admit that it was really hard to come out and acknowledge that to admit that um, you know some of these aspirations that i have for my life came from a place of uh, of my ego Mm -hmm. and but then learning to not judge that either because i know that the ego is there to support us in a way and judging it and and Um, you know having a sense of criticism doesn't really help so once I acknowledged it I realized that my intentions really matter Um, setting the right intentions um, is what matters the most and setting the intentions determines the directions and how far you go with whatever it is that you are working with
1: that's so cool it just feels like it meditation has really transformed your life and now I'm like I really want to do a 10 day meditation retreat and like we should totally do one together because I love traveling and discovering new cultures and I feel like it's just a new opportunity to be in that space when you're in a different location as well because when you're in the same place you kind of feel like you're the same person but when you take yourself out of that environment you can be completely new. You can change yourself to a entire entirely different person. So yeah, that that just made me want to do a ten day retreat because <laughs> I was actually looking them up last summer and there was like so many places. I don't know if they have them in Vancouver.
0: They do. Yeah. yeah they yeah. do. It's in Vancouver. That's the way I did it the first time. It's in oh, Barrett.
1: so you did it in Vancouver first, and then it's you sign a up abroad. From
0: Vancouver. Yeah.
1: Oh, cool. So what, like, actually catapulted you into this journey of meditation? Because not a lot of people our age would spend 10 days at a retreat, like, just getting to know themselves, getting deeper, and, like, doing the ego work. It's just pretty inspiring that you're doing this and you're only, I don't know, you're, like, 24, 25? I'm 22. (laughs) What? You're 22? (laughs) I have no idea how old you are. (laughs) But you're, like, really wise for your age. So, yeah, what made you go into this journey
0: thank you I appreciate you saying that a lot um honestly it's not a pretty answer but it's the one that makes sense to me the most when I reflect back it's just going through a lot of sufferings in my life when I was a kid especially going back to having my parents being divorced when I was young um experiencing my whole entire class um, not wanting to be my friends when I was like seven or eight years
1: old. What? Why? Like, why? Who wouldn't <laughs> want to be your friend?
0: <laughs> I don't know. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. We're, we're just kids, right? Like, it, it's hard. Um, and I say it with no sense of blame, uh, blaming them at all or judging them at all. I actually, uh, I still stay in touch with them and some of them are my really great childhood friends to this day because I just I forgive them and you know everybody it, that's not who they are right like them hurting me that's not who they are it's just that's what happened yeah uh, but yeah just going through all of that suffering and then going through high school having low self-esteem um, but then having a lot of dreams and aspirations for my life going through a relationship. Uh, five years relationship that was just so tough to be in Mm -hmm. learning so much about myself and just realizing more and more that the most important relationship that I ever have is with myself and also going through a car accident that was kind of my near-death experience when I was at uh, University of British Columbia in my first year I went through a life basically a life-defining moment with that car accident because I thought I was going to die.
1: Was um, it really serious? Like your car was totaled and people were... Were you hurt or...? Um.
0: Yeah, so my friend was driving. He was in the driver's seat and I was in the passenger seat and the car completely flipped.
1: Oh my gosh. Uh,
0: yeah, it, it like flipped. You were inside?
1: Before. And how did you guys get out?
0: We got... The car was... Uh, upside down landed upside down and we literally were so lucky we just pushed the door open and got out um, wow. but yeah like i saw my whole life flash before my eyes and yeah. i remember in that moment i was like wow what is really important in life and it really came down to it was just like that feeling that sense of connection with myself and the universe yeah and that's what really got me to ask
1: what is my purpose in life? Wow. I feel like those tough experiences, the suffering that we go through, it in the moment it seems like it's the worst thing that it could happen. But without those moments, you wouldn't be who you are today. So they're actually gifts in a way, because they help us become a greater our greater self. Like it helps us really dig deeper into like what's really there. Otherwise we wouldn't really ask those questions. So I got to this point where like I stopped asking like why did these things happen to me and I started to appreciate everything all the suffering that I went through because without those I wouldn't be asking deeper questions as well and I feel like maybe next time I'm going to appreciate those difficult experiences even while I'm in it because I tend to just be like oh my gosh why am I going through this but then you can realize like I'm going to be stronger through every difficult experience and i feel like you really showed that through your story
0: thank you yeah and i really appreciate you saying that and i acknowledge you for as well you know coming out and you know speaking up that you face challenges in your own life too um we all do we all do yeah i'm curious to see what was the biggest um life suffering for you? What was that biggest
1: pain point for you? That's such a good question. I feel like for I've been really reflecting on this as well and I feel like one of the biggest struggles I had to deal with is just not feeling like I had someone who could really understand me and having that emotional support in my life because I also come from an immigrant family and it's weird because your parents come here to give you a better life, but once you go through the education, you become a different person. And it's hard for me to relate with my parents because they have a completely different mindset and education and just learning how to love them as they are, and, but also learning that I need to love myself because I've never really gotten that validation from them growing up. So I had to learn how to validate myself. And it's just working through all of these things that I've grown up with, like thinking that I'm this way or I need to do this to get love. But I really don't need to do anything to be worthy of love. And that's such a hard concept for me to grasp because I've always been working for love, working to be worthy. And that's just like what I've realized throughout my entire life, like just way my parents raised me like so it all goes back to like the childhood and it's just something i'm still working on learning to accept myself and learning that what i have to say actually matters and that i can be seen and heard those things were really new to me because i always felt like i just have to not be seen or heard in order to be safe but i'm really realizing that there's no purpose in a life that's just safe and I'm trying to step out of my comfort zone and this is one of the things that's helping me step out of my comfort zone because it's not comfortable for me to just talk about something vulnerable or start talking to someone that I don't usually talk to and reach out to people. So I heard in an interview recently with um, Tom Bilyeu and he was interviewing someone um, and he was talking about how you're never gonna grow if you stay in your comfort zone. Like ships were made to be outside of the dock and they can't, they were not meant to stay in the harbor. And he even got a tattoo of that. So I'm just doing, like I was so inspired by that and I feel like I'm just trying to challenge myself every day. And that's the hardest thing, just like knowing that you can do it, like believing in yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow first of all, thank you so much for sharing that. That was just so amazing to hear like I feel really inspired by you by listening to that and uh, I think that you have this incredible sense of self-awareness at the same time too for your thank age. you yeah
1: yeah I feel like and- that's why we connect so much on like a deeper level. So I'm really grateful that you were like sharing so much about your story and I didn't know that you went through bullying and a car accident. Cause I would have never guessed that from seeing the person you are today. Cause I thought like you had like a really great childhood and all of that, I guess we all go through things that people don't see. And this is the purpose of this podcast is to just show that we all have this side like this vulnerable side. And this is a place where we can truly connect. Yeah, yeah,
0: thank you. And And, I'm really grateful as well to be here and sharing my story and to like really connect with you because I really resonate with so many parts of your story. Um, And I think that, you know, you doing this and having the courage to, you know, so-called leaving the harbor and sailing your ship, I think it's going to inspire so many people and so many people like ourselves sharing the same story with the same purpose. So yeah I'm really I'm really proud of you thank
1: you so much (laughs) yeah thank you so much for inspiring people as well because you're always just encouraging people on your Instagram stories and like leading these meditations helping people discover more of who they are and it's definitely not easy to do that and I'm so proud of how far you've come from like the 10 day all of those 10 day meditations because you had to have the motivation and determination to sign up yourself and you have to keep going through that. And like it's just the process of going deeper and deeper within. So I'm I'm like really inspired by the meditation retreats and like now I'm like I really want to go to one. So, yeah. After COVID-19. <laughs> After COVID-19? <laughs> <laughs> After the
0: quarantine time. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh yeah, I let's we can even plan one together cuz I'm planning to come back. Um soon like if, if it's going to be this year hopefully it can be this year but obviously right now the situation in the world
1: yeah. is it's um, crazy prior. right now yeah
0: yeah a lot of uncertainty so we'll see but next year or this year yeah let's stay in touch and we yeah. can go together I have uh, a few more friends that are literally just feeling um really called and really? inspired
1: that's awesome to- yeah. 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 yeah so
0: it'll be fun it'll be, it'll be like a girl's trip going up you know? yeah
1: I was wondering like you were talking about how you know you saw your like life flash before your flash before your eyes when you were going through that car accident and you really need to discover your purpose and so what is your purpose now like what's the impact you want to have?
0: yeah, it's really funny I, I feel like <laughs> um, from where that was back in 2015 to where I am now I, I think at the core the purpose has always been love is to, you know, everything that I do and who I do it for is to give love in the world and to share that love. But how that manifests or how that plays out is different every, every moment. Sometimes it's literally me just making dance videos (laughs) or playing with my siblings or recording a podcast or um, honoring me time. So like, I think for me the purpose now is that I'm not only giving love to the world, um, but also giving love to myself. Um, I also interviewed one of my guests on my podcast, and he mentioned to me something that I found really valuable was that you are your own purpose.
1: Wow! I love and that. I felt-
0: yeah, I thought, yeah. wow, I never thought of it that way. But yeah, we don't have so to look different. for it
1: if we are that thing already.
0: Yeah, like purpose is not really external. You know, we can think of all the things that we want to do and that can be our purpose. And for sure, we can see things that way. But at the end of the day, we are our own purpose. So whatever it is that lights our heart up, whether it's us doing absolutely nothing and watching Netflix <sighs> because we just... The me time yeah. so be it and that's the hardest thing for me sometimes is to just enjoy myself yeah and
1: not judge yourself for anything that you do and that's really incredible that message that like your purpose is a state like that you want to share it's not like a end goal because that means you're always striving for it if you're just embodying love you can be love at any moment like while you're brushing your teeth you can show love to yourself <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yes. I am love yeah. to- yeah, yeah it's a, I think it's so powerful that you can be your purpose at any moment. You don't have to like go like, oh, in like another year, I'll be able to achieve this goal. Because what are you doing that year then? You were like, I don't know. Because you can just be fulfilled in the, every moment and be present. And I think that's so powerful. Like That's a powerful thing about meditation because you're just being mindful of every moment. Do you yeah, think, like, your meditation helped you with self-love and, like, being mindful?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was honestly my biggest critic.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I was my Same
0: biggest here. critic growing up. I was, like, um, I need, I, I don't know, I always pride myself as, like, a high achiever, a perfectionist. Um, and I felt like I needed to control a lot of aspects of my life to feel like I was in Control. And uh, I was really hard on myself. I was my biggest critic. But now, um, definitely through meditation and a lot of inner work and self-love, I'm realizing that like I want to be my own best friend. Like I don't really want to be my biggest critic. I want to be my own best friend, encouraging myself, supporting myself, loving myself through everything. And um, some of it can just be like reminding yourself just of how amazing you are which whatever that is to you however that looks like to you so yeah and and going back to the, you know talking about our purpose too i think it's like just the fact that we're alive is just so amazing
1: yeah it's like one in a trillion chance that we're even alive yeah like gary v talks about that and just like being grateful for being alive just being alive even if
0: today you're like doing nothing you're not even productive you're just lying in bed and crying like just being alive is just so like such an amazing incredible
1: gift. that's such a good reminder and i feel like from our conversation i can really see that you're just in the moment and you're like trying to love like the people around you and i can really like see that through the way you talk and how you support other people and so that's really powerful like just us in this moment is living out our purpose and we don't have to search. And that's that's part of mindfulness too. Yeah, so thank you for sharing that. And I was really I learned so much actually from this conversation. Yeah. Yeah,
0: no, thank you for having me.